Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders. Was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to Comes a Time with Oteil Burbridge and Mike Fenoya. If you're digging the podcast, do these guys a favor and review and subscribe. It means a lot. Be sure to follow the pod on social media, YouTube, and if you're joining for bonus episodes and exclusive content, go to patreon.com forward slash comes a time pod and get on the bus. And now, here's Mike and Oteil. Yeah, the road, back on the road. I texted you this weekend, too, just being out on the road and it's in a hotel in the middle of nowhere. Oh, that's right. <laughs> just, oh, it's in the dingiest. It yeah, smelled, it actually smelled like it had mold, you know? So I was like, oh, man. And I actually liked it because, you know, I'm so used to the really super nice hotels and it's like yeah. this is a reminder that you're still paying some dues to do this hotel because this hotel <laughs> sucks but it's out in the Dude. middle of nowhere it's like anything my road manager could do about it like you know no close no. saying it's interesting that you say that too because i was like you know been out on the road doing a, hi- a hybrid i'd call it you know like great hotels with you know, the stars yeah. that I'm opening for, you know, and then my headline n- n- dates, which some hotels are beautiful and some are not so yep. beautiful. And I'm just like, you know, when I'm checking <laughs> in, I'm almost hinting to the staff. Like I joke, but I'm not joking. You know, they're like, would you like a, is the fifth floor good? And I'm like, whatever floor is the cleanest, you know, like whatever's the, <laughs> the freshly clean room. And I'm like, did you open up any new sheets in any rooms? And oh, I'm just kidding with you, but I'm not really, you know, like I just play like that. I literally, dude, I don't care if I have to open the door and like fall onto the bed. The room is so small. I just want a clean room. I just want a clean, clean. room. Clean. Yeah. And the way it <sighs> smells is a big part of it. I didn't realize because all of mine smell good all the time now. I know. And so I walked out. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> and then, so my first thought is, I guess I'll get used to it. <laughs> Do you ever go out and buy candles sometimes? Which I did. You... Yeah. Do you ever? Dude, send I people... wish that I had some. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I think I'm gonna start traveling with, Oteil? I think I'm gonna start traveling with these. Like I have these little oil diffuser bottles, at, of like, like yeah. maybe like spearmint or sandalwood or lemon or whatever and just like douse the do like an exorcism and just (laughs) accidentally spill it (laughs) (laughs) whoops i can't take dirty rooms i just don't i don't care like and you know it's it's hard i know some people some gigs we do or you know they're trying their best or we're in the middle of nowhere and maybe the holiday Inn express is the best hotel in the area who knows (laughs) You know what I mean? That's exactly what I was at. <laughs> I didn't want to call anybody out, but that's what I was at. Me too. Dude. It, it was five minutes from the gig, bro. 
out in the middle of nowhere. What the hell did I text you? I should be sleeping with my shoes on, I think I wrote. (laughs) (laughs) See, you beat me. I wasn't that bad, but that that moldy smell. You wonder, what's doing that? Wet carpeting. It's not something dead. Yeah, I think that's it. It's wet carpeting. And this room wasn't terrible that I was in. It was just this like lingering <laughs> fresh cigarette smoke that was just like, oh, where yeah. is this come? Is a ghost smoking in here? Like, this is so weird, you know? Now that you mention it, I think there was definitely some cigarette. I think there was some wet carpet, but yeah. there was, cause I haven't been in a room that smells like cigarettes in yeah. like a decade. No, <laughs> dude, I didn't even know and they still made smoking know- rooms. They don't. Somebody was just like, this is in the middle of nowhere. F it. Like, I'm smoking. You know, or with someone playing a festival, there's like, they just paid the fine, like Snoop Dogg just hands him like two grand because they're like, yeah, we're smoking up all this whole floor. Yeah, by the way, we're smoking. (laughs) How funny is that? How many have that fuck you You money when you could just go, what's your fine? I'll pay it now. Here you go. Yeah. What is it again? Oh yeah, here's another five hunts just in case. (laughs) But you know, the thing you said first (laughs) about make it, uh, I was joking, but I was not joking. I wonder if that was one of the original, like Genesis or genocide of comedy. Like it's, I want to tell you the truth, but I got to put some sugar with it. Well, yeah. Yeah. And then Lenny Bruce was hard like, truth. fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> Here it is straight. Here it is straight. So funny. I've been, I've been, cause, and, and you know, it's, it, it goes back to almost like the genesis of our friendship where like we talk about what we need on the road in order to get by, you know what I mean? And like the, this was just one of those like, like penultimate road in and out in like three days, couple shows, good shows, but also just like sleeping too much, not sleeping at the right hour. It's like the minute I enter that hotel room and it's just yeah. me and those four walls, it's like, all right, welcome back. It's like the the, the critics like dealing a deck yeah. at the table and he's like, come sit and play, you know? And it's come like, sit. here we are again. <laughs> yeah. I found you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You know what I have to do is let it all go because <clears throat> the hard thing is like you say, sleep too much, sleep not enough, or just the times are weird. Yeah. And so I just have to go, dude, you are not at home. You're not mm. going to bed at eight o'clock and getting up at six. Like yeah. let it all go. I just let it all go. It's let a it little go. more difficult for you because you're doing weekends right yeah. now. So you're always gonna come back to the home schedule. Whereas yeah. it's a little difficult for me the last couple of weeks, but when I go on this next tour in September, it's two weeks straight. So I can just, right. just re just be it's like an astronaut. It's like when you get, when you're <laughs> really? in outer space, you're not on earth anymore, Bubba. <laughs> just let it go. You really man. aren't. <laughs> That's so true, dude. Like you pull like somehow like the driveway to my house is the ozone layer <laughs> that's right we're leaving the ozone <laughs> and then when i get back in i have to like take a minute to like acclimate to oxygen and lisa's like what do you want to do for dinner check out how big the 
sweet potatoes grew and i'm just like give me a fucking minute just give me a minute i gotta figure out like my footing again on earth 48 hours (laughs) oh boy dude it's a lot it's a real lot and you want to know what's funny i i tried a new laguardia has got this like uh you go on to book parking, right? And it's so funny how expensive things are and how like you just go cost oh versus God, yeah, it's cost versus uh luxury, I'd say maybe. So like you could park literally like at the gate and just walk into the airport and I'm like literally I can like navigate like a New York airport locking my car to sitting in my seat on the plane in like half hour 40 minutes but i gotta pay some money otherwise you gotta show up hours early and park in like a remote lot get a shuttle dude (laughs) o'teal i'm ordering parking and i'm going okay 190 bucks to park at the airport 65 bucks to park yeah i know but then listen 65 bucks to park in this remote lot and it says okay shuttles every 20 minutes let's try this i i just want to see how it goes I pull into the parking lot and dude, there's an infestation of these like locusty looking bugs. Like I pulled into the lot and I I hit the, I popped my trunk and all of a sudden these flying like cicadas or whatever the hell. They're all over me. They're all over my luggage. They're in my car. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Is this, is this where Armageddon's beginning is in the, LaGuardia discount lot, you know? So and they're gonna charge you for it. <laughs> they're not oh, even bugs, shit. they're just little credit card machines with wings flying at me. Oh my so, god. So yo, I get into I get into the shuttle, O'Teal. I get into the shuttle. The driver turns and looks at me and he goes, back slowly out of the van. And I'm like, what? He's like, back slowly out of the van. And I'm like, are you robbing me right now? And he goes, you got one of those fucking bugs on your back. I, I have had it with these things. Like he made me turn. He was slapping oh. me in the back trying to kill. He goes, there was dead ones all in his van. He goes, I don't even know what these things are. They're everywhere. And he was like flipping out. And I'm like, bro, all right. I thought you were going to like kill me. Like, cool. Yeah, kill the bug. So we're pulling out of the thing. He's complaining about these bugs. I go do my trip. I come back. It says every 15 to 20 minutes, the shuttle arrives, right? 45 minutes, I'm standing there. An hour, I'm standing there. Somehow, now I start calling, okay? And I get the number of the, I'm like, guys, what's going on here? You know, I've been here an hour. You paid 65 bucks for this. 65 bucks, another $100 and I would have been home. This is what I'm talking about, you know? So like, the guy picks me up, O'Teal. He drives to another part of the airport. Puts oh. the thing in park, grabs his lunchbox, and goes, someone will be here in a minute what? to complete your drive. And I go, oh, whoa, oh, oh, whoa. Oh. He goes, I'm done for the day. I'm going home. And I'm like, middle of a ride? Like, come on, man. I, oh. I, I, like, I landed at 11. <laughs> I didn't get to my car until like 1.30, dude. Like, oh, my God. And See, then now this, this is where I think, it's, I think it's a conspiracy. This is where my <laughs> conspiracy mind goes. I go, they do this on purpose. They yep. put the bugs there. They fuck you to on the time. Then the, the guy yeah. goes in to make you go to the hundred and ninety dollar. <laughs> well, but I'll go tell ahead. You what, it buddy. gets worse. It gets worse. Yo, it, it, yeah, it gets worse. He goes. He goes. Like, this other guy gets in. He's like, "Hey, how you doing?" 
He goes, we got to go to the other terminals before we go to the parking. And I'm like, dude. I'm like, come on. Now, I work on Impractical Jokers. I'm like, is this a prank? Like, I'm looking like for like cameras and microphones in the van. Looking I'm like, for your boys. With... Yeah, dude. I'm like, is fucking yeah. sound All right, Q, this? cut it out. <laughs> you guys got me. Had to drive around the whole nope. airport. Oh, back in. I'm like, dude, my car is just like, there's these dead bugs, Oteal, all over the place. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, these fucking things, you know? So I'm like crunching over them when I'm driving. It was a weird, weird day. And I had another trip next week and I had that parking lot booked and I'm like, cancel, 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 cancel. upgrade cancel. to fucking, there's no way I'm not. Yeah. It's just that cost of, I don't know. You pay and the I, money. I, gotta pay the money man and i'm just like fuck i'm never ever what a horrible dude when he pulled over and got his lunch bag and he's like <laughs> split someone else will be here in a minute and i sat in that and <laughs> i was there alone for like three minutes dude oh, and i'm just like... motherfucking the world I'm like i just want to go home i just want to go home and then I'm like, second guess, if I didn't stop and get that coffee, if I didn't, you know, no, check no, my no, luggage, if I didn't. It's all the, the next it. time, 190 bucks. Next bro. time. Just got to um, get that. I'll pay 290. Here's how I think about it, though. <laughs> how old are you now? 90 emotionally, but 43. <laughs> uh. <laughs> See, by that age, because actually 43 was the age that I started doing it. It's mm. come to think of it, 43, I'm a lot older than that now, but I, I just figure like at a certain point in your life, you're just like, no, now I'm in no. the, um, yeah. yeah, the more expensive parking. Yeah. I just, yeah, I don't, I've done it. You paid your, your post-apocalyptic parking lot <laughs> dues already. <laughs> you know? Jesus Christ. Oteal, I haven't even gotten out of town yet. You know? hadn't even, dude, my car wasn't even fully off. And there's just a swarm of locusts. And I'm like, should I get on this plane? Should I get on this plane? Like, this is weird. See, that went, excuse me. Remember when I, we had that Skull and Roses gig? Yeah. Where oh, yeah. The changeover was supposed to be 30 minutes and it went 90 and then we only had 30 minutes to play. So this yeah. is where it, it's it's happened a couple of times since then. And I'm grateful for that Skull and Roses gig. Yeah. The, because I said, the next time this happens, I'm going to cut this off at the first, the first time we're 20 minutes over. Because it was two mics, right? So the next time you pull in somewhere and you see locusts, you're like, all right, I'm going to expensive. All right. That's it. You know, it's just, you know, right away. Uh -uh, I know where this the goes. First time. <laughs> At the first right. sight of locusts. <laughs> nope. 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 I, that's when I take my hat and I go, nope. Shift it yeah, to no. <laughs> Put the car in reverse. Uh, I know. Uh, Rebook. Cancel. Anyway. Do oh. not allow. <laughs> I just cancel the gig. It could be like, hey, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Oh my God, it was brutal, bro. At the first sign of locust. How hilarious. Imagine that review. That's where we're like, at. Go to review. Honestly, that's where we're at these days. At the first sign of locust. 
and then when the yeah when he got out of the van i'm just like i can't even i i literally i dude i had it set in my mind i'm like if someone doesn't get in this van in 120 seconds i'm driving it like i'm getting in it i would have and i'm finishing this ride because you know what they'll get in then i see that thing start pulling off looks like you're doing a little overtime today chief middle of a ride dude he got out oh god i could not believe it we're gonna take a short break and we'll be right back after this hey pantheon listeners christian swain here you caught me just finishing up some editing on getting real with john and beth I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well... I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. (laughs) Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything factor meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, uh, oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon.
American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. So good. But then I look at those things, too, as like I probably said this on a previous podcast as paying the tab up front. Yeah, because in my situations like that, like this hotel and then we played uh hot august festival yeah and it was really great like it was really great like normally in august and it was in outside of baltimore maryland it's the same thing that's as Washington, hot. dc that's steamy dude i didn't think nothing of summers in the south i was like we've mm. already had this in dc you know yeah it was just yeah less cold you know but it was like spring had just started i swear i think it was 69 degrees Ooh. and I was, it was the perfect day and it was so chill and that's why i think i wrote the set list so chill and little feet was playing oh dude how was that that mm, mm, god i mm, love them mm, 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 good I mean, <laughs> wow, man. It was, I know. See, for us old people, we know that means Campbell's soup. Campbell's but, soup. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm, good. But man, it was, <laughs> it was so good. And I got yeah. to see them way back in the day, actually in Birmingham, Alabama, when Richie Hayward was still alive. And Paul Barrera and the whole, it was like, oh, it was so uh-huh. good. But it was really great. And then I met, have you heard this cat, Chris Jacobs? I don't He's, think everybody's so. No. Talking about him, like people are just texting me. You got to see this guy, Christian. Well, then he was playing before us, and I got to see him and hang out with him. Oh, yeah. And he reminded me a little of the Colonel, and I told him, and he was like, Yeah, he guessed my birthday. And so he knew the oh, Colonel. No at least met the Colonel. Yeah, it was really good energy, man. Really good band. Uh, the band, uh, the bass player and drummer, I think the bassist had been seeing me since he was like a teenager or something way way back in early 90s you know how old is this dude chris he's young i mean he looks to me like he's still in his 30s you know yeah because the colonel had to yeah i mean if he met him maybe he's in his early 40s i don't know but it was he's really so just shout out to him it's really fun hanging with him we were all watching little feet together with Dwayne Betts and Lamar. And it was, it was, it was a a fun time. So it was worth it. Like, even though the hotel was kind of the locus, (laughs) I, uh, 
and was paying the tab up front. Like I bet your shows after that were really they good, were right? Yeah, they were great. And the, 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 the yeah, the crew was fun, and the you know, it, it, it was a lot of it was a good time, and it was uh, the shows were good. There were some comes the time fans out uh, at nice. the shows. Yeah, there was, it, it, and it Isn't was that really... always nice. That's always Dude. nice when you get comes the time sh- shout outs dude some some deadheads in the crowd at a comedy show like i like that because i feel like i'm starting to like infiltrate the you know what i'm saying like more tie-dye socks at yeah. comedy shows is what i'm saying you know i want more pins <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> more pins you know come out you get on free- stage there's already a bunch of stickers on the stage <laughs> That's what I said. Dude, I had like a full on conversation with this dude about the dead. And I was just like, none of you get it. And I want to keep it that way. I'm like, me and him have a language that, you know, you guys probably. Oh, you're get, on stage doing this? On stage, dude. He was, this dude was sitting front, <laughs> right up front. Shout out Mike for coming out to the show. And I'm just like, yo, dude, what's up? And he was just like, just red eyed and just tied eyed up and Jerry everything. And I'm just like, yeah, man. He's like, love the pod, you know, like it was just so great. And we started bullshitting about dead stuff. And I'm like, you guys are, you're not in on it, but it's all good. This is, I go, this guy's the best. I think I said something like if you all like licked his sock, you'd be tripping balls for like the next four to six hours. Like I said something funny about it, whatever, but him and his, him and his girl were there and they were great, man. It was fun. It was a fun weekend of shows for sure. But you know, little feet like the band like the dead, like the almonds, like so many before them and things people I'm not mentioning, but it's that American fabric, that institution of, you know, like, like my introduction to little feet was probably Bobby covering easy to slip. Cause Bob Mm. Weir and and rat dog and stuff would play easy to slip. And I remember being like, who's this, you know? Cause I thought I'm like, what a great Bobby song. And then I found out it wasn't a Bobby song. It was a, you know, (laughs) But uh, they, to me, fit that, you know, I texted you this this weekend, like, they're from L.A., but they feel like New Orleans. Yeah, exactly. I didn't think they were from California. I was like, I, I they said, were from no, New they're not. They're from, they're from New Orleans. They're like, nope. L.A. I was like, how is that possible? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's just, there's that, like that near the Mexican, near the, like the Mexico-U.S. border sound, the new riders of the purple sage type cowboy vibe truck drivers driving across the border with you know tons of acapulco gold in the back of their truck or something like that you know (laughs) i get that feeling with them but there is that fabric little feet to me is like you know like you were saying you saw them when other members were still alive and something little george left like you know god what early when did he die mid early 70s mid 70s it was way back there in that first wave of deaths i think yeah. yeah, but their music will sure go on forever. My little feet history. Yeah, and it has that gumbo thing. Like all these great bands, like could only have happened in America, right? Right. It could only have happened here in that time, in that specific time period. And I can appreciate it a lot more now, being older and knowing the history and knowing the roots of it and how it evolved. You know, it's like, oh, it went electric here, and then it immediately took acid. And then, you know, it's like, there's a whole, but before that, there was just all this mix, you know, it's the mixing of country and bluegrass and gospel and 
soul and R&B and funk and reggae and just like all the blues and yeah, but blues a lot earlier. But you know, like I know what you mean. It's, yeah, it's, it's all that gumbo. It's that gumbo thing. The That's American the music stew. Yeah, yeah. It's so neat. That's why you and hear I, it. It's it's a really great name to call it a tapestry. It's the perfect description of it. You're right. Yeah. You're hundred percent right. And I think that those bands, like the the, you know, I'm trying to think of other American and I don't, you know, I got got it. I know obviously there's so many with jazz and bluegrass and and funk and all of that, but that rock and roll standard, I don't know. Like I feel like Little Feet's the band that like jerry and greg and Dwayne and all that would probably stand and watch do you know what i mean it's the band that oh the absolutely love absolutely they were yeah. absolutely 100 percent, 100 percent. i remember hearing colonel bruce talk i mean that's how i met paul barrier was he was on arkansas that out that first album colonel bruce album that he gave me Oh yeah, and I was like, "Holy shit, he's got the guitarist from Little Feet on this record." I was like, "All right, you know, maybe he's not lying about all this shit." You know? <laughs> but then I saw Paul Barrier at a Peach Fest a few years ago. God, how many? Uh, the pandemic has screwed my timelines, but uh, it was good to see him and like talk about the Colonel and stuff. You know, it's just yeah, yeah. So they definitely were, and when we were watching them. It was so cool because, you know, I'm playing with this second generation of Almond Brothers with Dwayne Betts and Lamar Williams yeah. Jr. And so there's, they're like a little bit in front of me and they're just looking at each other and smiling and bright eyed and singing along to the lyrics. And Dwayne goes, this reminds me so much of my childhood because Little Feet did a tour with the Almond Brothers band when I was whatever age he was he was a kid yeah and so he that's when he like really fell in love with them when they were uh, on the road so it was wow cool seeing him being nostalgic and then you know seeing lamar and he knew like i don't know the words and stuff but they were singing along and just like it was a nice moment man it was really that is cool. a nice moment and they still brought it man <clears throat> they, they still brought it it was yeah and I, you know, I'm eyeballing the drummer hard because you know Richie Hayward's my man. Like, you know, he's like Bonham to me. You know, like any of those great, legendary drummers. Yeah, Richie's yeah. that guy. Like, it's it was hard for me to believe he was white. It was, man. I was yeah. surprised when I saw him. I was like, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> he's so funky and got so much of that New Orleans and that snare crack. There's, certain crack on the snare that yep. just it sounds ridiculous but it sounds black you know i don't know <laughs> it's just true man like if you're a drummer you fucking yeah. the drummers know what i'm talking about for real it's just a sort of pap, it's got that skippity pat thing on it you know yeah <laughs> skippity pat and that, yeah so yeah. when i'm like when i was watching the drummer you know i can't even help it because he's sitting in a sacred spot and mm. he rushed it. I don't even, I should look up his name. Shout out to whoever you have been. Oh, maybe they said somebody, Tony Leone. I'm not sure of his name. I should it up. be shocked yeah. for not knowing, but I should have looked it up while I was watching him, but he's the man. He was handling it, man. And to watch the, 
crowd like it still had that same effect on the crowd it was fun uh dude they're so i mean honestly and i you know the drums and the bass of little feet i would say is probably mm. it's gabe ford tony leone tony leone tony yeah. leone yeah you got it yeah buddy. dude he, he played with uh chris robinson brotherhood Ola oh. Bell, Levon Helm Band, Phil Esch. So yeah. I have heard him because Ola Bell was one of my favorites. I yeah, do he's know from him. Connecticut, this guy. Yeah. He's... And probably and probably from Chris Robinson. Yeah, because I remember um I think the Peacemakers did a gig with them, and I remember thinking that drummer was a badass. Yeah. Put there he is together wow. there he is again see the cream <laughs> always rises to the top man they come they stay out there like got young musicians out there just yep. be consistent and don't be a numb nut and if you can play just stay in the game because you will continually be in the game you'll have longevity he is so good another... with little feet oh he just kills it Mm. Uh, and I think the percussion and the rhythm section of Little Feet was the thing that always made me think they were from New Orleans. Do you know what I mean? Like you hear the beginning of Dixie Chicken and it's like, oh, this is like what a Mardi Gras parade would, would march to. Do you know what I mean? It had oh, that yeah, meters. Absolutely. Like, a bunch of their stuff. Sound, and the like, slide. Oh, like, yeah, man. Yeah. 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 God, I love them so much. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's a band that like they, they bit me and I got the bug hard and it took me a while. Oh, like, yeah. yeah I, I wasn't into them right off the bat, but, but that was a yeah. thing that like when it finds you, you need it and you can't get enough. You know what I'm saying? Like that to me. Yeah. It's a certain oh, God, fix. Yeah. Yes, yes. And Dixie Chicken is it. <laughs> right <laughs> it in really the vein, is. man. And yeah. I, got a, I got a shout out, uh, Kenny Gradney, the bass player who <clears throat> who's in that book that Alan Paul book that I'm reading, you know, they're talking, they go back to that time. Yeah. And, um, Gradney, man, he's such a sweetheart. I've met him a few times, but, uh, we got to meet backstage at the, uh, just talk for a second backstage, uh, me, him and Scott Sherrod. And, um, mm. man, he was playing some good guitar. It just he's really in his element and uh Man. little feet <laughs> i mean he's in his <laughs> element everywhere but i just felt like it was extra special he, he was in his element with little feet you know yeah and um gradney man what a what a cool dude you know i'm watching him and as with all these guys at a certain age you know you watch him you think about how many times has he done this like it was so cool to be able to watch him here still hitting these grooves that he created it's his yeah. thing you know yeah and it was so just thinking about the history and now here i am coinciding like playing with him at this time and yeah then, i don't know it just was really i just felt uh more reverence than i usually feel being younger the yeah. older i get the I more you. i'm like it's yeah. so heroic to me man beautiful the beauty of it we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back with more comes the time do you think do you think about that did you think about that up there with bobby like would you look at across during during gigs and say like oh yeah 
Like, did you oh, think yeah. about him with like, you know, he'd be, you know, he looked at Jerry and did this, or he did like, did you think about that with those guys and with the almonds as well? Because you're in a very unique, you're in potentially like a, a league of your own as it relates <laughs> to like, do you, do you understand what I mean? I like you've had I know, these moments. There's only like two other people that have done what I've done. And that's Jimmy Herring and Warren Haynes. That's a, so I'm in a league yeah. of three. That's pretty much it. It's a very you know? interesting league you're in, though, man. <laughs> because you're looking at Bobby and you're going like, <laughs> now Bobby's someone who quite possibly, if anybody could ever do the math on it, he may have the clock the most minutes on stage of any living person. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, he's been. <laughs> that's what he's going for. <laughs> I think that's what he's going for, and he may have it. I mean, Jesus, who's been playing? No, you know? there's a there's these guys. Uh, the Golden Gate. Oh, now I should be shot because I remember. I think Derek was at the Grammys with him at the same time. Anyway, they had their seventieth or seventy fifth anniversary. <laughs> yeah. So. Them old dudes, know. but they, dude, they do put in the hours, like the but twenties or some shit. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but but, I, that whole but two you know, obviously, Bob. Yeah. yeah, Bob probably. I don't. I wonder. You know, the way Deadheads archive everything, it could be determined how many hours he might be a Guinness Book record. Let's put holder. that out there. Let's see how good. You know? our, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, it comes a timer. I, do the math. How many minutes? How, has Bobby stage since Mother <laughs> McCree's Uptown Jug Champions all the way to uh, San Francisco? Uh, is dead it, and co. Isn't he on the road now? <laughs> Shit, I think he is. You're right. I mean, yeah, I he's, on, he's on that. I actually outlaw. think he's still on a break. <laughs> oh, well, no, he's, he he's might going be. Out yeah. soon. He's going with Willie Nelson. I'm going to go see him in a month or so. But yeah, dude, I mean, but you're in such a weird, unique position of that, like, because it's like the, oh my, my God, I think about that a lot with you. And especially, obviously with the dead, because I, I mean, I love, love, love the Almond Brothers, but the Grateful Dead, you know how that's different for me. That's like, yeah, I love them like too much, but I think about you with the Almonds and I think about you like hitting those like, like iconic bass lines whipping post uh that kicks a song off you know what i mean and they're yeah. looking at you and you're looking at them and it's like you're in this different role man than anybody else and when you're looking at like the guy it's, like you, it's a, just i gotta know what that like it's a weird it must be weird <laughs> you know well, it's you know what i think it's it's not weird for one reason well for two reasons one, those that particular set of guys were not my heroes growing up. Nah. Uh, and two, I'm always looking at it from the perspective of when I got in. So for me, the Almond Brothers starts at 1997. Now, when you get older, and this is where it always happens. For instance, okay. I was in San Francisco at these last three shows at Oracle Park. And the guy at the Hate Street, uh, Jenny Schumann, who does all my straps, the beaded yeah. strap, shout out to Be Work by Jenny, is having a show at the Hate Street Art Center. So the guy, they're having this big uh, photography and, well, they had some other stuff too, I think some paintings display down there on the Grateful Dead. 
Yeah. So the guy, I guess, who's the head of the art center brought me down. And so it's all these photographs going back to the beginning. And this happened with the Almond Brothers, too. You see these photographs and it's them when they're like 21. Yeah. Or 19 or yep. younger. 16. And it's 16. like yeah, Bobby, I think was like go, 16. Yeah. And Kreutzmann was 17. Yeah. Like people forget he was almost as young as Bob. Right. And yeah. so then you're like, oh, <laughs> you know? like yeah. I was 32 when I joined. You know, you're just wow. like, oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. And then all, also, um, it's really hilarious that I, I was thinking when I was at Hate Street Arts and I was looking at all these young pictures of Bob, I kept saying, oh my God, that looks so much like Chloe because Chloe was doing my face paint most of the tour. Jess wasn't there. So right, she's right. all up in my face, like really close every night right before the show. My eyes are closed most of the time. But then when I would open my eyes, I would see Bob at like 16. <laughs> you know? Oh, wow. So I was, as I'm going through on the video, I'm like, holy crap, that just looks so much like Chloe. I said it like 10 times. <laughs> <laughs> he looks wow. exactly. Like... So it's that kind of thing that just put, you know, puts you in okay. your place quick. You're like, whoa, this is. And a guy interviewed me and said, how does it make you feel seeing all this? And, you know, I'm, it's live. So I have time to prepare. I said, it just makes me feel really young. Because you see nice. these pictures and like when Bob yeah. was in these pictures, I was one, two, three, four years wow. old. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, you were a Holy baby. Holy shit, you really were. And yeah, you were still in diapers, bro. <laughs> when they were doing all, when they were changing the world. So it's as I get older that the gravity of it becomes more like, oh my God. Yeah. And then, you know, I look over um, the old looking Bob is the Bob that I know, the older looking Bill, the old looking Mickey. But then when you just all you got to do is just have dinner with him. And then some story will happen. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, Cause especially when they're together, everybody's separate so much. But when yeah. they're all together and then it, it ping pongs off each other and then all of a sudden, uh, Oh, they're talking about Dylan or, oh, they're talking about McCartney or whoever, like, or whatever. Sure. It could be Castro and Walter Cron Cronkite, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you just get reminded, oh yeah, you're the, let me wipe that snot off your nose, kid. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> Go make sure nobody stole your bike. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> you're a kid. Your diaper. That's yeah. so interesting. And it's such a Diapers great kid. point. Yeah, that's a really good point, though, that you made about, like, they're not your heroes as far as, like, so if, like, Earth, Wind, and Fire was, like, yo, we need you on, like, or if whoever. Yeah, like, no. Yeah, now, if it had been, yeah, um, Wayne Shorter, Joe Zonal, Herbie Hancock, George Duke, um, who, yeah. who my friends all played with, and I'm like, ah, oh, they play. I didn't play with my heroes. It's like, yeah, but <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you I didn't get it, your dream come true, but you got like about <laughs> people that couldn't have even dreamed of playing with both bands dream come true. Right. And those so two bands too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, for real. 
and see i that's to me they're just the north they are the coin and there's the southern side and or the east coast southern side and the west coast side yes yeah, south or maybe just northwest. east and west yeah yeah right it's just yeah. it's whatever it is it's like it's just two sides of the same coin the mushroom totally is, is their symbol is the almond brothers symbol mm-hmm. that mushroom is is central to yeah. the whole thing yeah so it's 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 literally two sides of the same coin so it makes sense in hindsight well, yeah it's yeah. brilliant what god was planning but i just could never have seen it coming yeah and the 13 point light you know and like so also yeah right i yep. um raya raya hart mickey's daughter posted this picture that brought her back brought her back to her when she was much younger and it was when jimmy it was of jimmy and then there's jimmy and bob dylan i was like oh yeah i forgot jimmy played with dylan you know it's like what so wild you know it's like yeah it's like yeah i gotta text jimmy i I forgot that like yeah i need to ask him about what that was like it's so wild if if we could get him to do a podcast he won't i don't think he wants to be okay i'm gonna ask him but i know what the answer is gonna be it's gonna be like well maybe we could have like an animation or something of uh you know i'd love to chat with him you know he might do it i don't know i would just be i'm gonna i'm gonna throw it out there um i love that picture of the two of you as kids at red rocks like in the crowd you know like that's just so wild you know like like those days like you grew up with these dudes, you know, and it's so funny how everybody yeah. goes in their separate ways and, you know, like going on the road this weekend and doing stand up, and then like, you know, they're talking to me about like, who was at the club last weekend, who's coming soon. Who, and these are all my friends. Yeah. These are all people that yeah. I do sets with in New York and stuff. And they were like, they told us we're going to, you know, Fanoi is great. You're going to love them. It's such a great time, you know? And I'm just like, ah, it's so nice. You know, and like you run into people backstage who maybe you know, government mule was just there or whatever. And they're chatting and they told us to say hi to you. And it's so funny, this road conduit that we're all kind of, we don't see each other, but we're all still, you know, clocking in (laughs) together under the same, you know, it's almost like we're, it's all these separate carnivals on the road. Yeah. So we really, you know, it's, and I'm going to tell you, man, it makes the, the whatever crazy bugs and bad hotels and whatever easier like it does. i saw i sitting there thinking like you know how many hotels like this has kenny gradney been in you know oh God, is he still getting one every once in a while like i am right yeah. you know i mean just like and so you have that shared thing i feel it so much more now older than i used to it's probably because um, I was so busy drinking and being a complete wild man. <laughs> I know, honestly. It's nice to get to this point, you know? It, it is. <laughs> it really is. And what was funny was, and it's just so so silly and, and so beautiful in a way. I sent you a text. I'm like, I'm sitting here in this hotel in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, Stella Blue. I'm listening to your Stella Blue, which yeah. I got to I gotta talk with you about because it's so great. But it brought tears to my eyes and it was like, that song specifically oh, always has a very special place in my heart. And uh, 
it was just like uh, I had a ton of shit going on, a ton of stuff on my mind. You finally get out of the plane. You finally take the hour ride from the airport to the hotel. You drop your bags. You smell the cigarettes. You, you know, check yeah. for bed bugs, all that. But then you take a deep breath and you're just like, all right, now I'm this guy, you know? And I just started to like well up, you know? And it was like, here we are yeah. again, you know? And I text yeah. you immediately and you go, I'm sitting in a hotel room in the middle of nowhere. And it's just like... <laughs> Knowing that we could reach out to each other, Big Jay's out on the ride. Texted him; he's out on the road. Yeah. It's kind of like you—you yeah. you reach out to those folks that you. Glad we have each other, all of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember being on the road with Jay and Rich Voss calling Jay and being like, "You out too?" And it was like that was the first thing he goes, yeah. "You out too?" And he's like, "Yeah." yeah. And he's like, "Ugh," you know. And we're just talking road, and it's like just so nice to have that, Carney, you know. uh, Tin can tied to a <laughs> string thing, you know? Exactly. Wild. <laughs> the really Carney Brotherhood, the wet white gypsies. The wet white gypsies. <laughs> so, dude, have you been getting, like, are you feeling all the love? Are you are you recognizing it and are you open to it with all of this yeah. outpouring of yeah. gratitude for your rendition of Stella Blue? I gotta say, man, I really am. And I'm really, really grateful. I gotta say thank you, first of all, but this was my dream come true. You know, Bruce used to always call me Pisces moon. He said Pisces moons are very, are not too sensitive, but too sensitive in a not derogatory way. Right? Got it. Empathetic. I have... I don't, I'm not that empathetic. I'm trying to cultivate it, but I don't know. It's weird. I do have a blind spot, but I'm very, uh, I guess I am ultimately if stuff makes you cry like that, I get it from my mom. You know, she cries at the down syndrome person on the McDonald's commercial and, yeah. um, she just feels that stuff. And it's Pisces is like the wateriest of the water symbols and the moon is water. So I have a Pisces moon. So it's just like a pile up, you know, he said you and Michael yeah. Jackson, <laughs> Virgo <laughs> with Pisces moon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But here it is when I did this record and I was like, okay, this, I feel like is the best thing I've ever done. Why? Because it taps into exactly those emotions. And like, I, the biggest, and the top three reasons of what I want this uh, record to accomplish is for people to be able to have a good cry. I think it's one of the most important emotional healing things. It's one of the most important psychedelic experiences that you can have without. Yep. I know, agree. Exogenous psychedelics. And so much of what I've heard is men cr telling me that they it made them cry. And I think that's one of the biggest problems with Western society in general in our country in particular, that I think men need to allow themselves to cry more. And I'm hearing that over and over and over again. And that makes me feel better than anything, man. It really does. Well, dude, yeah, I can, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happily, uh, proudly on that list <laughs> of dudes who <laughs> cried with that song. And I'll tell you what made me like well up again was watching the video of you singing it because you're literally like, it's a vulnerable moment. You're like cut, like when watching someone hit a note that high, you know what I mean? And, and, and 
just the beauty, the beautiful studio you were in and the beautiful part of the world you were in and the beautiful song you're doing. And even down to like the shirt you were wearing and the, it was all just beautiful. It was beautiful. And, you know, I'm driving back from the airport and I'm listening to tales from the golden road with Gans and Lambert Mm. and they're chatting about it and they're playing it and they're talking about you and people are calling in and nice. They're like, yo, that song because they played oh, it. Oh, I gotta and go they listen to that. Oh, dude, it's beautiful. In fact, I gotta there go was listen a kid to that. that. Oh, was, it's sweet. on. If you got the Sirius app, it's probably. I do. I'll I find have it. it. Oh man, yeah. sweet. You could probably. I think. Well, they definitely replay it today. Oh uh, yeah, we'll find it. Yeah, but they anyway, archive them all. I've I've got my phone. Totally beautiful, and they were going. They were just like you know singing your praises. But what the when, one of the beautiful things I heard was there was this young kid that called. And he was like, I'm new to the Grateful Dead. He had a question about the Dylan and the Dead album and how like every, no one liked it really. But he goes, uh, boy, I got to tell you, he goes, I feel that O'Teal Stella Blue in my bones. He goes, I, he goes I, I'm getting mm. chills all the way down to my bones. He goes, that was beautiful. And it's just so nice to kind of like, uh, I mean, you were like, I'm going to Iceland and I'm doing this album. Like we talked about it and it's like neat. Like, like yeah. we've been listening to you chat about it since the, like the idea popped into your head, you know, and, and you did <laughs> yeah. it like as your buddy, I'm like so fucking proud of you. Cause like you did it, you go, I'm going to Iceland. We got the studio we're doing, these guys are going to do it. Like you basically like set the path. You went there, you recorded it and it's been mixing and everything. And now finally here it is. And it's like, it's a testament to patience. It's a testament to like yeah. pushing yourself to a different place. Um, you did songs you didn't do before, really. You know, I mean, you've done yeah. them maybe, but you, I mean, not. You did a fucking. I never sang. Uh, I never sang "Days Between" before or "Standing on the Moon" bef- yep. before I demoed them at home. Um, yep. And what, I think maybe one more. Uh, no, I think all the other ones I had at least done once, but one time. I have to look over the list, but I know Days Between and um, Standing on the Moon. I was very nervous about that, and I'm still a little critical of people hear it soon, although those are two of my favorites on the record. Um, but I know I'm going to get a chance to tweak them live, too, when I do them live going forward. So, yeah, um, yeah. But I really, man, the, it was like, it is, all this is like a testament to patience. I've, I'm glad I lived long enough to realize how long things, some, how long some things take for Nigel's yeah. sake and Kavi's sake, you know? Yeah. Because some yeah. things take a really long time, <laughs> you know? But, that was like a mission. It was like a SEAL team because we had nine days and that's it. And here I am doing a record of all ballads, the first record that I'm going to sing everything on. That's right. insanity. Right. <laughs> you know? And you were, like, and, 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 and I remember the detail of like, you had a vicious cold. You, you were like, Oh dude, you had like, you, there was like two straight months of you just blowing your nose, like leading up to that trip. And probably two months yeah. after, too, now that I think about it. But it's actually, yeah. I'm still calling up. You know, I, I'm thinking some of this is just long COVID stuff, but 
it's a really good thing that people don't see like all of what the recording process because there's two things happening a lot me hacking up loogies between takes coughing and hacking up loogies yeah and me crying constantly it's like all he does is cry and hike up loogies <laughs> that this this album should have been sponsored by kleenex <laughs> no kidding because boy did i go through them and uh you know yeah, tears and boogies. i felt bad like for what they're the, made for yeah i felt bad for the people watching it because you know we did all the music first I, I think i did all the vocals in the last two days and you can hear my voice getting kind of rough on mission in the rain yeah. And I was like, dude, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this because it starts high and stays high the entire time. <laughs> and you can really hear it on the record, but it kind of adds to it uh, because yeah. it's such a uh, a heart-wrenching thing. It puts a little razor blade on the skin. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so it helped it uh, in the end, you know. Yeah. But it was, it was scary, like, doing that. Uh, it's staring down a barrel, like, you got nine days to do this. the first album you ever sang all the way through on, and you're singing all the ballads, and they're all going to be judged because all these songs are not new. Everybody right. has these songs already in their head, imprinted on their souls. Right. So, right. And you're going to even take liberties with it? Like, you know, it, yeah. That's, Talk about facing down the critic. <laughs> <laughs> when you got this guy looking over your shoulder, um, there he is up in the clouds. But I'll tell you what, man, if you think about it, though, because I think about it, I get what you're saying. But also, look, if John Prine did a, an album of Jerry Ballads, if Tom Waits did an album of Jerry Ballads, if Adele did the like like the but spectrum those are guys the most that are they're known for singing no but my point <laughs> is, is like, yeah, but, that to help me <laughs> but i would say though that like you know the difference in it the tweaking it the like the yeah, raspiness yeah. of it the edge of it it came yeah. from an imperfect singer i mean jerry was mm -hmm. so beautifully imperfect you know what i mean like his creaky the thing i love about when i picture jerry yeah. singing is there's a there's a cigarette burning at the headstock of his guitar you know what I mean? Like, you just yeah. always had that. Think about the snots he was fucking spitting up back then. You're not smoking six packs of Lucky Strikes either, you know? But you could tell that, dude, I mean, honestly, it was worth the wait because you could hear your emotion, you could hear your commitment, and you can hear the just the dedication that, like, went into mixing it and all of it, dude. It's just the strings at the end, the way it goes off on a whole other ending. Uh, that Stella Blue yeah. is like, and that song dude, to me, Crosby. Nah, God, he that's just beautiful, dude. Sounded like you had a hundred piece orchestra, you know. I know, and it, it was just four tracks. We did um, all the strings on the album are are basically string quartet. Yeah, but for some reason it sounds like so much more, like and I think it's just the way he voiced he voiced it because he's got that musical sense and yeah. perfect pitch like my brother. But it's not just perfect. Like perfect pitch is a separate thing. But him and my brother both have it, and they both played keyboards and then another instrument, which was their first instrument. Kofi was flute and Jason was violin, but yeah. he just has that musical sense. So where he could voice it like that and it sounds so lush 
like a string section that's much bigger than it was. He was I, really a, a secret yeah. weapon. In, you know. Sound like a full orchestra. And Adam Tenenbaum, too, man. When people hear Standing on the Moon mm. and some of the other tunes where uh, Adam Tenenbaum's space sounds like, you know. Yeah. It, it was the way it all came together. And I got to say, too, man, in the videos, all those scenes that you're seeing on the videos of the Arctic Ocean and the and the, uh, the ladies riding up on horses, that was my wife, Jess, and Al Evans' wife, Kim, and my manager's wife, Brady. And it was like these girls were went on a snow riding trip on the horses, you know, <laughs> and like all that stuff was literally, if you opened the front door of the studio, that's what you would see. It's not God. footage from somewhere else. Like all that footage is from right there at the studio. You open the studio door and look out the window and there's the Arctic ocean. It's uh, the it's most out of mystical shit, dude. It's out it of really is. totally out of control. And 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 yeah. I hope that people realize that when they hear this, because also, dude, there's a flight that takes place. There's a change in altitude that takes place. There's a change in the moisture in the air that takes place that you singing have to adapt to. And that's a lot, oh, man. Yeah. It's not oh, like you yeah. recorded this in Florida in the humidity. That's that's a that's no, and man. I was on a different time zone. <laughs> <laughs> we just yeah, got man. in there and started banging it out and it, that's why i say like it's almost like uh it's like being an astronaut you know once you get there you just let go of all of whatever happened even if it was an hour ago because right. now you're in right. outer space once you leave the atmosphere just leave it behind and be yeah. where you are i had a spit cup and i had a box of tissues all the time <laughs> and we're doing it because we we're on the clock well, and I got through it somehow between all the yeah. tears and loogies. <laughs> how, how full circle, O'Teal, that so many men are listening to this with a spit cup and a box of tissues next to them as well because it's <laughs> making everybody cry. <laughs> God. I think big tissues is behind all I hope, of this. <laughs> I hope people have, have heard the entire record now before they hear this. Uh, podcast, so I haven't ruined the image for forever. <laughs> Holy shit. That's oh, beautiful. Edited out. That's so great. Oh my God. Well, everybody can hear it at, uh, I mean, now it's probably, it's out by the time this drops. So yeah. I'm sure everyone's crying like a baby in a good way. <laughs> we all do need it for sure. So maybe we should have comes the time, uh, tissue box holders, like, uh, <laughs> You know, do you go to the hotel and they have the fancy box? Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> for, your, for your, or just like actually have lovely view of heaven tissue box holder, just just for that record. Just for that record. <clears throat> that's amazing. If you go to our Patreon, you can get a hanky. Marketing. Yeah, you just get a little man hanky, making men cry since 2023. Uh. <laughs> Oh, oh god i god, love it everybody thank you so much for joining us for yet another episode we love you and uh if you're enjoying us go subscribe and share and like and join us on patreon at patreon.com forward slash comes a time pod for bonus content uh the merch 
is up. So head over to uh, our store on our website and uh, uh, grab yourself a t-shirt, maybe a hat, maybe a hanky to cry to. And uh, <laughs> we will uh, see you again very shortly. Love you all. Peace. Pantheon Media presents Comes a Time featuring Mike Fenoya and Oteil Burbridge. Executive produced by Christian Swain and Peter Ferrioli. Produced and edited by Eric Limarenko and Stu Silverman. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Comes a Time with Mike Fenoya and Oteil Burbridge. Be sure to follow the pod on social media, YouTube, and if you're jonesing for bonus episodes and exclusive content, go to patreon.com forward slash comes a time pod and get on the bus. to achieve the American dream. The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.